All right. Well, we're back, and we're going to get ready for the rest of the Starforge game. All right. And to do that, uh, we need to jump in here and find out more about our starting sector. Let me get this a little bit better centered here. Um, all right. So, yeah, in this exercise, you will prepare a starting sector. This area of space will serve as a backdrop as your adventures begin, which is cool. Um, if you prefer to skip this exercise, you can jump straight to a pre-generated sector on page 119. I went and looked at that. Um, it's cool. I'm not going to use it. I, it. I want something else. It's fine. I might visit it later, but I'm not going to be using that sector as my start. So if you want to play a more freeform galaxy, you can also just hand wave or ignore sectors entirely. Use this exercise if you want some additional stage setting and a local connection for the start of your campaign. I do. So let's check this out. So what do you need? This exercise uses the sector worksheet and the connections worksheet. Um, I'm just going to use the um, roll 20 page we have. Uh, use that for now and kind of build it out here on the on the screen. So we'll swap this around here in a second as we're going, but I want to find out what we have to do next. Um, you just need a space for notes and a simple map. Cool. I'm good at simple maps. It's the only kind of map I'm good at. So what's a sector? A sector is a settled or explored area of space in the fiction of your setting. Sectors are named and provide the people of the forge common means of identifying a location mapping the domains of a power or faction cool for example someone might say bleak hold station is in the devil's maw go right there um bleak hold station is in the devon's devil's maw your character would need more precise charts and coordinates to actually pinpoint that station in the devil's maw sector but it's a start um managing this exercise so creating a starting sector as a guide no worry about that choose your starting region the forge is a vast galaxy so let's choose a region to begin your adventure. As described in more detail on page 14, the forge is divided into broadly into four regions. Choose your starting region and make note of it on your sector worksheet. So terminus. Settlements are relatively common here, and space-borne routes between communities are usually well-charted. If you want to focus on interacting with other peoples and communities, start here. I think I do. Outlands. This region represents an area of recent expansion. Settlements here are scattered. Navigational paths are often uncharted and perilous. If you envision yourself as a spacer on a wild frontier, start here. Expanse, only a few bold pioneers have developed, delved these far-flung reaches. If you're ready to face the dangers of lonely exploration within an uncharted space, start here. I'm inclined to go towards the terminus, honestly. Um, relatively common settlements, space-borne routes, well-charted. Focus on interacting with other people and communities. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tentatively say that we're in the terminus. Just avoid... Don't start your campaigns here. I think this is kind of funny because it's like uh, it says there's four regions. Choose your starting region, but don't don't choose the fourth one. So there's really this. Um, <clears throat> the choices you made when you select your campaign truths will influence how you envision the regions and the people who live there. But the relative differences between the regions will remain the same. The terminus is where the bulk of people live. The outlands is an expanding frontier and the expanse is what lies beyond. Determine the number of settlements. So a settlement is a location populated by other humans. Settlements can be planet-side habitats, orbital stations, or deep space facilities. They offer a place for you to recuperate after your adventures in the forge have taken their toll. More importantly, settlements are a nexus for role-playing and quest opportunities. In this exercise, you'll generate a few settlements in your starting sector. First, determine the number of known settlements in the sector based on the region where it's located. So if the terminus, we get four settlements. I kind of like that. This doesn't represent the standard for how you'll populate other sectors as you'll explore the forge. It just gives us something manageable for this exercise. Cool. Generate the settlement details. Put a marker in this page so you can come back to it. That's not going to be a problem for electronic. For each of the settlements in your starting sector, roll on the following tables. 
Okay, so we have four settlements. Let me switch this around here a little bit and let's get this guy a little bit bigger because we're gonna switch over to this a little bit more while we're working on this. So let's check this guy out. Settlement name, page 165. Let's take a look at the settlement names first. All right, cool. Going to, where's my little dice box? Give me a dice box up here, cool. All right, and we're gonna roll a D100. If I can type at 28, so our oracle and a 28 gives us forlorn man all right so first elements forlorn god now i'm going to do something else because that's really freaking hard to say forlorn forlorn um i'm gonna i'm just gonna roll another name here because that is <clears throat> i reject that as too hard for me to say all the time providence oh i love it providence you can hear the twangy guitar in the background already all right so our our name is Providence. We're gonna back up here and take a look at the next thing. The location is plant side, orbital, or deep space. Deep space, I think. Location 90. What did I get? 97 is deep space. Okay, Providence out in deep space. Population in the terminus system is going to be. Roll this buddy again. 31. 31 on the Providence system. We've got hundreds of people in Providence, which is in deep space. Providence Station. Is this Providence Station? Be. That's that's not deep enough in space. Um, all right. Authority. All right. 22. Ineffectual. Ineffectual authority. Okay. Settlement projects roll a couple times on the settlement projects page. All right. Let's give it a couple rolls here. 70 and a 71. Okay. All right, maybe they're the same. Stolen technology, or wait, projects. Got that wrong. Secrecy, twice. I'm gonna roll one more time, but hitting secrecy twice says something kind of profound to me. Um, let's see what 46 throws in here. Secrecy manufacturing. Okay, all right, all right, let's back up here. All right, let's get over here and get ourselves a little bit of a thing here. We're gonna add a handout and we're gonna make this Providence Station. Providence Station. Got a good. Ooh. All right. Providence Station. Um, population in the hundreds. All right. Providence Station. Location. Deep space. Population in the hundreds. Authority. Ineffectual. Projects. Secrecy. Times two. Manufacturing. I'm sure that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure that's not remotely shady. For now, don't roll on the other settlement tables. You can reveal other aspects of these places when you visit and interact with them. All right, so I'm just going to do this several times to give ourselves some stuff to bounce between here. So let's let's just rattle through these things really quick. I got one, two, three, four, five, six. Six rolls every time. Cool. All right, so let's get back over here, and I'm going to go one, two, three four five six all right so 31 1 96 glimmer planet side 31 1 96 34 tens of thousands okay 96 14 and 69 nope nope did that wrong 96 34 and 14 34 tolerant and projects 14 and 69 defense and salvage salvage Okay, so let's get this thing here. Add another handout. Glimmer. Oh, let me just get Providence Station up here real quick. Location, planet side, population, tens of thousands, authority. What did we say the authority was? Location, 
since I lunar authority was tolerant. Tolerant authority, defense, and salvage. Salvage, defense, and salvage. Authority. Okay, there's Glimmer. Um, let's get another one going here. We got a handout, and we're gonna. Oh, gotta roll. One, two, three, four. All right. Fifty, eighty-eight, fifty-six. Meridian, deep space, thousands. Ooh. Eighty-six, ninety-six. Oppressive, ninety-six and fifty-seven. Mining. Death? Fort creation. Control creation. Okay. That's fucked up. Alright. Meridian station. Location. Deep space. Population. Thousands. Authority. It's like oppressive or something. It's a bad one. Pretty bad. Backup. Oppressive. Oppressive. And. <clears throat> projects. Mining. Control creation. That is. That bears some thought. We'll see. Meridian. Meridian between what? Okay. And we got one more. And we're going to go one, oh, one, two, three, four. All right. 43, 24, 6, 54. 24, 6, 54. Last hope for a planet side. Six view there. 79 and 51. Right. Subsistence. Okay. Last hope. That's... That that one paints a hell of a picture. All right, here we go. Let's let's add this handout. Last hope. This one is planet side location. Planet side population view authority fair projects subsistence mining. That is a that's a bleak. Maybe or maybe they're great. Who knows? Think of it being worse. So there we go. All right, so we have our five. Um, or four rather settlements or locations within the settlements um, settlement details for now don't roll generate planets if any of the settlements are located on a planet or in orbit around a planet you can identify and name the planet to help flesh out the nature of the location to learn the planet's basic type go to page 146 roll once for each planet side or orbital settlement we don't have any orbital settlements that's interesting we have two out in deep space and two that are on the planet we don't have any orbital Actual orbital sounds. Optionally, you can give each planet a name. Uh, planet oracles. All right. All right. So let's gonna roll a couple times, a couple more times for our happy settlement stuff here. 98. That's gonna be interesting. And a three. All right. A three gives us a desert world, and a 98 gives us a tainted world. Oh, we were so close to vital. So close. All right. So let's. Um, 98 was what came first. So. Glimmer is on a tainted world. A foul planet racked by a poisonous climate and virulent growths. Alright, what's the atmosphere like? A two. Oh jeez. No no atmosphere. How in the hell are there tens of thousands of people on this place? Alright. Um we already know that there's settlements. Alright, let's back us up. One more. One more. Oh, they, we've got sample worlds for each one of these things. Alright, cool. Alright, let's or sample stuff for each thing here all right so let's look at our tainted world we already have the settlement on um it's already pretty rare it's a planet side settlement observed from space uh what do we see from space Nine, jesus 98 okay uh oh, so close to precursor vault descriptor and focus oh my god all right 
Let's keep drilling down. 459 corrupted person. A corrupted person is visible from space? Seems weird to me. Geez, I wonder why. Corrupted person. Okay, let's get Glimmer back up here. Edit this. Toxic world, no atmosphere visible from space. Toxic, no, corrupted person. There must be something that they did, um, like a, a big broadcast thing. Um, oh, I rolled twice, didn't I? Uh, 98, just roll twice on that. So one more for visible from space, the 54. Sludge filled river networks. Plant side feature. Roll twice, 99, oh my god, 41. Precursor vault and precursor vault and layers of fast growing lichen. That's a trick, that's a thing. Sample names, Aklas, Enema, Spain, Blight. Glimmer, Virus, Glimmer. All right, Glimmer, That. that's a mess. Man, that's a big population at Glimmer. Tens of thousands. That's a future precursor vault. Layers of fast-growing lichen. Alright, so 98 and a 3. Right? The other one was a desert world. Alright, let's get back over here and check out the desert world. Desert world. A pitiless planet of searing heat, blowing sand, and sun-baked rock. One, two, three, four, five, six. We can go with that. Two, three, four, five, six. Don't think I didn't notice that I just rolled a bunch of 90s. All right, so we have a string. Okay, let's. Oof. One, two, three, four, five, six. 97 and 99 start us off. So, whoo, okay. 97. Ideal. All right. Uh, wow. That's cool. Let's just edit this real quick. I'm going to grab some loot and cancel that. We'll get over here to Last Hope. Edit this one. Drop in here and talk about the planet. The planet, we don't have the name yet. It's a desert world. Ideal atmosphere. That's crazy. Um, 97.99 on visible from space. <sighs> Precursor vault. An orbital. An or... <clears throat> okay. Orbital precursor vault. Okay. 64 uh, sprawling salt flats. All right. That makes sense. Visible from space. Orbital precursor vault salt flats. And 92 and 22. Scripter focus and flooded, flooded grottos. Flooded grottos. Water underneath the ground, maybe? 82 remote. Rendezvous. All right. Remote rendezvous. Um, remote rendezvous. I don't know what that means. Don't care. And flooded grottos, which is weird on a desert planet, but okay. Ideal atmosphere visible from space and orbital precursor vault soft flats. It's a plant site with population of very few. Subsistence mining. Subsistence level mining. They're just trying to survive and they're doing mining. Okay. There's an orbital, orbital, but it's a, I mean, Orbital precursor vault, salt flats, remote rendezvous, flooded grottos. <clears throat> I mean, that's cool. Um, Mirage? Mirage? Bishop? I'm going to go with Mirage. I like the name. I think I want to tie that in somehow to that freaking orbital precursor vault. That's really cool, honestly. Um, all right, cool. So that gives us last hope. The planet's name is Mirage. I might swap this around a little bit, so I think of it as the planet being Mirage. Anyway, all right, so... Let's see what we got next. <clears throat> uh, 
that up a little bit. So generate plants, generate stars. If you'd like to know the nature of the primary stars these settlements and planets orbit, go to 143 and roll once for each settlement. So these are four different star systems. That's their assumption. So we usually just add a bit of scenery to these locations. For example, you might envision how a blue star bathes a settlement in harsh, cold light or uh, how a hypergiant fills the sky with a fiery glow. An unusual star, such as a corrupted star in an impending supernova, might actually have a narrative impact on your starting situation. All right, cool. Um, yeah, let's check out the stars. Um, just starting top to bottom, so I'm gonna roll four times. See what we get. 17, 24, seven, and 53. Smoldering red star, wait, is that right? No, I lied. Glowing orange star, two glowing orange stars, smoldering red star, and 53 young star incubating in a molecular cloud i feel like that has to be a deep space station i'm gonna have to do that just because that would be weird otherwise but let's go back here do glowing orange stars all right so let's go back to our stuff here <gasps> yes all right so we're gonna put meridian station is in deep space star is a what do they call it Young star incubating in a molecular cloud. And I, so its projects were mining and control creation. Suddenly that makes sense. Oh, that's cool. They're doing something with the freaking cloud around the star. Oh, that couldn't possibly go badly. Meridian station, young star incubating in a molecular cloud. I love it. I love it. Now here's the thing. I've got two, I've got two stars, two glowing orange stars. Do I want two of the other stations to actually be in the same system? Because I could put Providence. I could have pro one of the one of the, two of the three. We got Providence as deep space in the hundreds, ineffectual authority, secrecy, and manufacturing. I'm gonna put that one in the in the like the smoldering red star because they want to be secret. I'm not gonna put them in the system with somebody else. So with these guys, their star is a smoldering red star here cool and we're gonna put the other two in the same system i love the fact i like the fact that the two plants are in the same system and it's this glowing orange star i dig that i like that they're in the same system because they're very very different um so glimmer we've got this toxic world with no atmosphere that has a huge population relatively I'm gonna have to give this is this they have a thing for the star having a name Thing has star having a name, glowing orange star, and then we're gonna go back over to Last Hope, and Last Hope we're gonna have the same stuff. We're gonna put them in the same system. I like that because it it's messy and it's the potential for drama is higher. So we really we've got four settlements but three systems, and that seems that seems okay. That's a nice compromise in population locations and all that kind of stuff. Sweet. Create a sector map. Your sector worksheet includes space to draw a map of the sector. Keep it simple. Forge is vast. All right, let's get back over here. Whoop, help. We're gonna go back over to the stars real quick. We're gonna go and... Your sector worksheet includes space to draw a map of the sector. Keep it simple. Dense stellar clouds, complex star systems, chaotic energy stores make everything difficult. The grid is not meant to track literal distances, but can be used as an abstract representation of whether locations are clustered together or remote from each other. Dots or circles for settlements work fine. You can utilize your own visual cues. All right. So the red star is Providence Station. This one is station and this one is glimmer and last hope 
a glimmer, a last glimmering hope. That is uh, the poetry of that, that the two settlements are called Glimmer and Last Hope, and they're both in the same system. And ooh, I'm probably going to need a map out of this whole, just, just map out this whole system, but that is fine. All right. Create passages. Next, you'll set which passages are available in this sector. A passage is a charted route among the drifts. Spacers rely on these routes for travel and trade. Think of it like using a GPS and freeways to drive to a distant city. For gameplay perspective, follow a passage. Following a passage allows you to resolve the outcome of a perilous journey with a single roll of the dice using the set of course move. It makes it easier to manage your resources, shifts the focus of your story to what happens at your destination. If you're traveling uncharted paths through space, you will instead undertake an expedition. This gives the journey and its perils greater focus. In exchange, you can earn experience for a successful expedition. Plus, you'll create a new passage which you and perhaps others can use to speed your way along the same path in the future. To learn more about Passages C60 for now, turn to the next page to see how to mark passages for your starting sector. Number of passages. How many passages are in your sector? In the normal course of your game, learning about passages and acquiring navigational data might be challenges to be overcome for the starting sector. Assume the following. Terminus has three passages. Well, okay. Draw the passages as lines on your sector map. Each passage should do one of two things. Connect two settlements. Connect the settlement to the edge of your sector map, leading to another sector. Okay. All right. So I get three. We're going to have... Okay. We're going to have a link from Glimmer and Last Hope out of the system from, La oh, from Last Hope to Providence Station. What's Providence's thing? Deep Space, Ineffectual, Secrecy, and Manufacturing. There's secrecy. Maybe they don't have a. Maybe they don't have a thing. Okay. From last hope down to Meridian. Oh, I'm gonna do this. So we're gonna do a secret. The secret base also has a way out. It doesn't. It isn't connected. The other stuff in the sector, it's not connected to, but it is connected to some place off the map. So there's my three connections. Getting to Providence is gonna be a pain in the butt. That's all right. Um, and I'm probably gonna blow up this system here a little bit just in terms of, because I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that can happen just in that system. So I'll probably have another map just for this, um, the glimmer of hope. Zoom in on a settlement. It will be helpful to have some additional detail for one of the settlements in your starting sector. You might begin the campaign in the midst of a layover or you're just arriving there as your story opens. Choose one of the settlements in your starting sector, whichever is the most interesting to you. Then return to the settlement oracle starting on page 162 and roll on the following tables. I think I already did first look, but yeah, I did do first look, didn't I? Oh, no, I didn't. Never mind. All right. Well, okay, so I'm going to roll. Just want this D4, 3. Glimmer, last help, Meridian Station. All right, so I'm at the at Meridian. First look in Meridian. <clears throat> roll twice on the first look and settlement trouble. Okay, okay, okay. 77, 62, and 53. Sprawling or dispersed structures. Weird. Precarious location. That follows. I'm going to go with these two and keep... Uh, oh, so we're at Meridian. Let's get in here more. First look. Oops. Intimidating defenses. Defenses. And... What are the rolls? 62 and 50. Precarious location. Yeah, that follows. First look and settlement trouble was the no, 77 volatile energy source. All of these things track really, really well. Settlement trouble, volatile energy source. You think? Considering they're trying to control creation off of a young star incubating in a molecular cloud? Volatile energy source? 
Meridian, what are you doing? What are you even doing? Fools. You fools! The settlement is planet side or in orbit. No. Did some of this stuff already. Create a local connection. A connection represents an important relationship with a non-player character. You will create connections. For now, you have a single connection in the starting sector. You almost certainly know other people here and elsewhere, but you aren't truly connected to those people or they aren't a focus of your story. Uh, if you're playing with those, you'll create a single connection. Make the move. Make a connection move. On a strong hit, you create a connection. Give them a role and a rank. This connection is already established at the beginning of the campaign, so no role is necessary. If you want to leave it in the hands of fate, you can generate a random role using the character role table on 171. I am leaving a lot of stuff up to fate in this one because I think it's fun. And honestly, the tables haven't shoved me wrong yet. So 26. Character role is an explorer. Alright, cool. Explorers delve the depths of the forge and those may have its secrets. So, I get a connection. Great, great. I should give them a role and a rank. Oh, a rank. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, I'm going to go back to my character sheet for this one. And we're going to the bonds here. We're going to add... Well, that's weird. I'm going to go progress because this is going to be goofy. And we're going to add... Can I, can I do it over here? Yeah. With the problem with the bonds is this is done on Ironsworn. So I, I'm looking forward to the to the uh, sheets being updated here. So connection. Uh, shoot, I need a name for them. Okay. One, two. It's rolls. A lot of rolling here at the beginning. That's all right. Uh, this won't work. All right, I'm gonna make a note in here under the bonds thing because I can write more stuff down. Concealed, augmented. Cool. Uh, 72 and 84. Seize power. Okay. Strong and strong and stingy. Sounds like there's no way that could go wrong. All right. 69 and 56. They're on Meridian. So they're going to be where I start. They're on Meridian. Explorer. First contact explorer. Like, they're the ones that they used to go out and, like, find new systems and stuff like that. The gold seize power is interesting. Um, let's see how much that... And we'll find out later that they're strong and stingy, which at least one of those doesn't sound like a ton of fun. So we're going to go contact Maeve Savella, and I'm going to put the progress down here. Because she starts out, and I'm going to say they're a for the formidable, which means as I progress, every time I get a chance to build the connection up with them, I, I mark one box on their little thing here. When I get up close, I can conclude it and actually turn them into a proper bond. But for right now, um, how this works is they have a role and connections are not shipmates or companions. They're independent characters whose own lives connect in occasionally with your own. You might accompany the connection on a specific mission, but you'll soon part ways. Um, I feel like their role does something. Create a connection, give them a role in the rank. Whenever your connection aids you on a move, closely associate with their role, add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. That into here under the bonds. So when they're helping me with exploration stuff, add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. Cool. Give the connection a roll. Did that, did that, did that, did that. Next step. Depending on the connection's roll and whims and narrative events, they might serve as a regular patron or associate in your story or as an infrequent acquaintance. As you interact, you can find opportunities to develop your relationship and eventually forge a bond with them. Meanwhile, whenever your connection aids you on a move closely associated with the role, etc. Introduce a sector trouble. Getting there. 29. What's the sector trouble? Energy storms are rampant. Cool. Don't know if I have a really good... You know what? I'm just going to put it just like this right here. 
Energy storms are rampant. Grab that and just slap it down right here in the middle. Sector trouble. Energy storms are rampant. And name the starting sector. Roll, roll twice. Sure. <clears throat> We're going to do it all like this. 6814. Morian Chasm. Boundless Pyre. It's going to go with 68. Morian Pyre. Let's get another text in here. It's a little over the top. There you go. Morian Pyre. That's the name of the sector. Sector trouble and energy storms are rampant. Boom. Love it. There's our sample starting sector. And then we're going to start about what to do next. What you Okay, so in this final exercise, you'll identify a trouble or goal worthy of an iron vow and set out a sworn quest. Have your character sheet, asset cards, and dice ready. So let's review. We've got we've got um, Earl Baxter, captain nominally of the of the good ship Zebulon Harding, which he found abandoned in perfect condition. Well, perfect. Uh, the navigation logs uh, have coordinates that don't or shouldn't exist. Um, and the timers and the clocks on the ship are always a little bit off, but that's uh, fine. Ship is notable for having a uh, an AI on that uh, Earl refers to as Zeb, and the AI lets him. Uh, Earl's a bit of a scavenger, a bit of a gearhead. He's good at poking around old relics and ruins and that sort of thing, and uh, generally just fixing stuff and keeping things up to date. So mechanically speaking, whether it's remnant tech or human tech, he can probably cobble together something that kind of works, which uh, works out well on a ship that he's kind of keeping going on his own. I need to figure out what the ship looks like, but for right now, what we know about the ship is that it is uh, an armed multi-purpose starship suited for interstellar and atmospheric flight, both, that can comfortably transport several people, although it just has Earl aboard right now. There's space for cargo. It's even got space for long, uh, support vehicles, if we ever have any. Um, it's got a lot of potential like I could advance some, uh, uh, spend some experience to equip this vehicle with module assets. But it is armed, so, you know, that's not nothing. We find ourselves in the sector known as the Morian Pyre. Man, I want that to be rift. I want that to be rift really bad, but we're going to leave it for now. Um, the sector trouble is energy storms are rampant. I feel like uh, a little bit like they're, they're right through here, which is why that energy storms. I just feel like there's a reason that there aren't, there isn't a path from here to Providence Station. We've got Meridian Station, which is doing something with a new star two planets that are both inhabited in um the glimmer last hope last hope glimmer system the orange star and providence station which is secretive and doesn't have any easy routes to it although it does have an easy route out of the sector which the inhabited system also does meridian does not have any inhabited planets nearby which total sense given what we know of that system so that's what we've got going on uh we're currently on meridian station which has a problem with uh unstable power supply shocker that's also where our contact is at um dancer who used to be a first contact explorer and has dreams of something bigger so exciting incident is the problem at the beginning of the story which propel also uh we have no memory whatsoever uh, and neither does zeb of of what happened to the ship, what happened to its original crew, or anything like that. So that's a bit of a mystery. And my background quest is related to that, which is find out what happened to the crew of the Zebulon Harding. We'll say original crew of the Zebulon Harding. So there we go. Um, at this point, you may already have a problem or mission in mind for the start of the campaign. So jump to 123. If not, consider the narrative fodder from the previous exercises. Did any of the quest stars associate with your truths jump out at you as inspirations? Do your characters have any duties, skills, or goals which lend themselves to a quest? Does your backstory imply an immediate danger or goal which must be dealt with? Is your ship in need of anything? Does its history create trouble for you? 
Are there any settlements, aspects, projects, or troubles which create an opportunity for a quest? It's based on the role or goal, does your connection need something from you? Are there any settlement aspects? Does trouble in the sector or some aspect of it need to be dealt with? I don't know what I'm going to be doing to deal with energies. energy storms. I can't do much about that. A good inciting incident should be personal, a problem that won't go away on its own. Give it a bit of a clock and keep the scope somewhat limited. Don't try to save the universe right out of the gate. And the Oracle, if I want to just kick off with something, suggests escort a trade ship carrying a prize cargo, which not probably what I'm going to aim for. Hmm. The action and theme would suggest that somebody wants me to capture pride. I'm not sure what that means, but I kind of like where it might imply. All right, we're going to think some more about this. And when we get going here, we'll get a scene going. I, I would like to involve my... Uh, connection see what we can do there uh you know that means i'm going to probably be going out to some remote location or something like that so we will figure that out um and i think some more about what motivation we might have here off the bat something that they think only i can help in the meantime we've got everything spun up this is how you set yourself up for the character for for the thing we got character creation we have ourselves an initial sector to get ourselves in trouble with here and uh yeah yeah things are complicated already we got some stuff going on so uh we'll find out more we'll find out more soon thanks for hanging out with us uh next time we see you uh well there's a lot of dice that hit the table this time but a lot more actual challenge dice are going to hit the table next time so looking forward to that see you soon guys bye